the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, family. Ron Geyer, once again, returning with more End Time Insights, talking about suffering. And, you know, we try to talk about the things that you're not getting fed at your church, but that you need. You know, we want to paint for you a clear, pure, perfect picture of who God is. And if I start giving you my opinion, I'm going to fail in that. I'm going to paint you a picture of something that's less than pure and perfect like God is. So we stay with the Word of God. And in America today, during the apostasy, and that's where we're at, we're at the falling away from truth by people in the church and long-established truths, not just the, the latest doctrines anybody's putting out there, but we're talking about the eternal truth. Jesus, sinless, that's a truth that's under assault. Jesus, born of a virgin, that's a truth that's under assault. Jesus, resurrected, that's a truth that's under assault. And so we're making sure that we will give you Bible truths. The current one that we're working on is uh, suffering. It is not promoted or expounded in the pulpit that God's children must go through suffering. If you want to get to heaven, you must go through suffering. Yes, you're not saved through suffering. You're saved through the new birth and you're born again. But the evidence of that is that you will suffer like Christ suffered for the cause of Christ. If you want to see the glory of God, you must endure suffering. Without affliction, you will never see heaven. I mean, these are Bible truths, and I believe the Bible truth. I don't really care what man has to say about anything else. I'm in a discussion with my cousin up in New York, and she has some ideas. And sweet, sweet lady, and yet she knows the history of the church, and she, she's wrapped into religion with some really good ideas, but they're not biblical. And so we always go back and forth. She's a sweetheart. I love her. I know there are names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but I will not bend the truth. I will not compromise the truth. I will not water down the truth in Jesus' name. We spoke last week. Well, let me give you the foundation scripture for this study. It is found in Romans uh, chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 in the Amplified Classic Translation. The Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are the children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. Do you see that? There will be no glory for us if we do not partake in the sufferings of God. And we need to understand what they are, and that's what we're telling you. We are telling you it's not an option. And once again, I'm not only 
having to counter a void that's in the church for this lack of teaching, but I'm also having to counter false teaching that is promoting the idea that, well, God never punishes, God never judges his church. And that is in direct contradiction to what the Bible has to say. And so that's why we're here. We're going to give you the truth, and you decide who you're going to believe, okay? I will give you verses. You will check out those verses, and then you can check them out against what perhaps your pastor is or isn't telling you, but it's very important you know the truth concerning suffering because it's a requirement. Amen? Let's see. We closed with Psalm nine sixteen last week, one of my favorite verses. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. And we talk about the judgments of God quite often because we want you to understand that one of the ways that God speaks to us is through judgments. And it would be nice if we didn't have to, but none of us are perfect. We all sin, and we all make mistakes, and we all sin willingly, and we all violate the Word of God, some of us every day. And yet, He corrects us because He loves us. You know, when God sends judgments in the earth, He punishes the wicked by those judgments, but He corrects the children of God. Same judgment. Just like the same fire that can burn a house down is the same fire that can purify gold. It's the same fire, and yet it has a different purpose when it's around wood and when it's around gold, and we need to understand this. And so God's suffering, sending God's suffering, yes, God actually sends suffering to us, is because he loves us and because he wants to perfect that which concerns us. So the Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. We tell people all the time, 9-11, COVID, Katrina, uh, the judgments that God sends upon America when we are causing Israel to compromise, to give up land for peace. These are judgments by God, and they speak to us, and they're telling us that we are in error. We have lost our way. They're not designed to punish us and beat us down. They're designed to bring us back to the right track. The right track is always outlined by the Bible. Man is a sinner. Even born-again, spirit-filled man still sin. That's just it. We live in this fallen world. You can't get away from it. When we get off the right path, God tries to bring us back. Like Israel, we are stubborn and stiff-necked, and we don't read his word. We don't obey his word. We fail to listen to the voices of the leaders that God sends us. Hebrews twelve twenty-five: See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escaped not who refused him that spoke on the earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. So you had the prophets of God speaking on the earth to the nation of Israel. Well, now we have the word of God speaking to us, Jesus Christ. He speaks to us. The Bible says, obviously, in Hebrews chapter 1, I think it's verse 1, God, who in former times spoke to us through the prophets, today speaks to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And, of course, the word is Jesus. So the Bible teaches that God is now speaking to us today through Jesus No longer do prophets carry the messages of God. Jesus Christ, the word of God, is how Father God communicates to us here on the earth. It is he, Jesus, who speaks to us from heaven. And what is Christ speaking? What is the message? Well, let's read that again in the New American Standard Bible. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on the earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns us from heaven. Did you follow that? The people did not receive the word of God from perhaps 
Noah back then with the flood. Perhaps the Jews, they had prophets all day long. They had, for every good prophet, there was a false prophet. And they were speaking both different sides of their mouth, as it were. The negative prophets, the false prophets, for instance, were telling Jehoshaphat, go to battle, you'll win. And the one true prophet said, don't you dare, it'll cost you. And Ahab, they told Ahab, you're going to die, and sure enough. And so we want to make sure that we are not only listening to the voice of God, but we are obeying the word of God. The theme of Hebrews 12.25 is escape. The Old Testament voice is warned of coming judgment and wrath. The New Testament voice of Christ carries the same message. It carries the same warning. The prelude to the gospel is always warning. Grace hasn't done anything about the judgment and the wrath that the Lord promises to bring. Judgment and suffering, they are connected. Leaders don't understand God because they aren't seeking him to understand him. Many church leaders are seeking God to use him and rather than to know him. And that's very dangerous. That That's the wrong motive, and you're not going to get truth from their mouths when they're doing that. They may be using God because he's a, a means to an end. It could be something as simple as innocent as, well, I want a big following. Uh, well, that's fine, but your motive is wrong. And many church leaders are seeking God in that way to use him. Many may want to get rich. The Bible talks about it. Peter says they'll make merchandise of you. And that's the wrong motive, too. Yet Paul was rejoicing, he said, because either way, Christ is being preached. Well, that would be nice, but I'm not sure that Christ is being preached by most of these people today. As a God who rebukes him and corrects them, and yes, God even punishes them, those, his family, his children, And what happens then when we just keep on having to be corrected by God, our hearts become hardened because like it just says, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. You cannot refuse Jesus and when he's speaking to you. It will create a hardness in your heart that will keep you from knowing him as you should. So judgment is here. Correction is coming. If we refuse the warnings from Jesus, who is the word, we too are going to perish. Hebrews 12, 5 and 6. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastens, and he scourges every son whom he receiveth. The New American Standard again. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are punished by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he punishes every son whom he accepts. And suffering is part of that, you know. But when my dad punished me, sometimes I I got spanked. When I got older, I got slapped. Uh, But sometimes my suffering would have been I wasn't able to go to the ball game. I loved playing baseball as a kid. I always wanted to be a pro ball player. And the hardest thing that he could do to me that carried the biggest weight was keeping me from attending one of my games. And we've got to understand, it's right here, the Bible says, if one is to be accepted by God, he will be molded by punishment. I don't understand why we struggle with that. Punishment from God. It's loving correction. God wants to treat us as sons, right? He's called father. What father doesn't punish their children when they err? I mean, it's so basic. It's 101 life. Christ, Christianity, the same thing applies. My father loved me, so he punished me to get the lesson across when I need punishment. 
And I'll tell you, the people in the church today, they seem to be, they're just like the Jews. They, they just can't get their heads around that obedience is better than sacrifice. It's right there. He punishes every son whom he accepts. If you want to be accepted by God, you must let him punish you. Do not refuse him that speaketh. We love to call him father, yet we refuse to let him be father. God punishing his children for correction is evidence that he does love us. That is why week after week, month after month, year after year, we're going to warn you. The verse here, the theme is one word. It is escape. He wants you to escape the wrath that is to come. That's why we do what we do. Unlike others, we really do care for your souls, and we take that responsibility deadly serious. We don't care about your flesh. We don't care about your feelings. We don't want your money. We don't need your praise. We want your soul. And if we know you, we're going to warn you. I'm on the radio. I know you. I'm going to warn you. We have a Bible study. We know you. We're going to warn you. We just started our marriage class again, and we do Zoom on that. If you're watching, even though we're doing marriage class, we are going to warn you. If I'm on Facebook, we are going to warn you. That's what's missing in the church today because we don't like what's coming as leaders in America because we like everything just as it is. We got our churches full. We're getting our money. We're driving nice vehicles. We've got beautiful homes. We're living the good life, as some would say. And they would even write a book saying, hey, this is the good life now. This is your best life now. Well, the bottom line is you better hope it's not your best life now because if it is the best life now, you're in a whole hell of a lot of trouble, literally speaking. So we take God's goodness, but we miss the lessons. So he must judge us so we don't destroy ourselves. We must go through suffering. We are not perfect people. Our spirits are born again. Our spirits are perfect in the sight of God. Thank you, Lord. That's because the Holy Spirit inhabits them. And yet we still have this earth suit. We still have this flesh. We still have carnal minds, many of us, and we still sin. And so God has to mold us. And he uses correction and suffering, affliction and hardships to teach us how to be like Jesus. And there's no contradiction there. You've got to understand. Where am I to that verse yet? I can't wait to get to that verse. Hebrews 5.8, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Do you see that? Though he were a son, are you a son of God, daughter of God? Yes, you are. Okay. Well, though you were a child of God, yet learned Jesus' obedience. Even Jesus, who was perfect, had to learn how to obey God. Well, if Jesus had to learn how to obey God, then you have to learn how to obey God. How did Jesus learn how to obey God? He learned obedience by the things that he suffered. What makes you think that you're special, that you're not going to have to go through the same lessons? I don't understand it. There's no shame. You know, people talk to me when I tell them. That they're shocked when I tell them 9-11 was a judgment of God. Oh, no, it can't be. Well, why can't it be? Well, because 3,000 people died. And what is the problem there? The God I know would never kill 3,000 people. I go, why not? Well, that's not love. Now, there we go again, judging God. We think we know God's love, and we have no idea what God's love looks like. Understand, because, number one, he's your creator, he has a right to judge you anytime he wants. Because he sent his son to die for your sins, he has a right to demand your death 
any time it fits his purposes. Do you understand that? This is Bible, folks. This is not man, sloppy, agape love trying to tell you that love means God will never punish you. He will never rebuke you. He will never correct you. He will never judge you. He will never put suffering in front of you. He will not do that, they tell me. And they do not know the God of the Bible. They are serving a false God. Hebrews 5.8, though he were a son. Can we agree? Jesus, the Son of God, right? We got that. We don't stumble there, right? Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. Jesus, the Son, had to learn obedience, and the teacher was suffering. Well then, Ron, me, you, though you are a child of God, yet you, too, will have to learn obedience, and you will have to learn that obedience through suffering. People say, well, COVID came from the pit of hell. Do you have any evidence of that? Of course you don't. Truth be told, there wasn't a single plague in the Bible that ever came from Satan. They all came from God. God sent them. We need to quit shortchanging God. We need to quit blaming the devil. We need to man up. We need to face the judgments of God. Call them what they are. They are to condemn those who don't know him. They are to correct those who do know him. That, that's not hard. Hebrews 5, 8, once more. Though he were a son, he learned obedience by the things when he suffered. And that's such a remarkable verse. Let's learn something. God's children, all of them, every children, we just read that in Hebrews 12, that he punishes every son whom he accepts. So we see that God punishes us for correction, not condemnation. He punishes his children for correction. Some of them? No. Every son whom he accepts. If you have been accepted in the beloved by God, then you will go through punishment for the sake of correction. Secondly, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. If you are a son of God, then you're going to have to learn how to obey God, and it will be through the things that you suffer. All of them, every child, there are no exceptions. Every child must learn, must be taught how to obey him. Obedience, it isn't automatic for anyone, even Christ. Obedience to God must be taught. You have to teach people how to obey God. You have to teach your children how to obey you, don't you? Of course you do. Well, God has to teach us how to obey him. What is the problem with that? Some things are easy to be learned. Giving, for example, Diane and I, we love to give. That was an easy lesson. Serving, some people, they know how to serve. They're born servants. They're just natural servants. Yet there are some harder disciplines whereby the Holy Spirit has his work cut out for him with us, God's children. But we can learn obedience from the word, but we all don't always obey the word. Jesus was and is and always will be the word, but we don't always obey that word. He still had to learn things, Jesus did, and God chose suffering as his teacher. He's going to choose the same teacher for you. What does that say about the importance to God of his children obeying him, right? You look at Jesus and God took his son. God put himself through that. He knows what we go through when we lose people. He lost his own son, but he chose to give his son. We never choose to give our children away for anything. Anyway, he's God. He knows better than we do what we need. We know what we want. He knows what we need. Class is in. Suffering is the teacher, saints. Most saints... You're not going to learn this before the tribulation. You're going to get stuck. Because the church won't teach it. But it's true. 
Paul knew it so much so that he prayed to suffer because he knew it would make him like Jesus. Wait, did you just say Paul prayed to suffer? Yeah. Philippians 3.10. That I may know him. Great prayer. I'm with that. And the power of his resurrection. Sure, we're all on board with that. We want to know the resurrection power of God. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Wow. No, we don't want to go through that. Because our flesh responds negatively. We want our flesh comfortable. That's why most of us go to the churches we go to. There's no Holy Spirit conviction. There's no truth. There's no power. And we need that. We need the molding of God. And it comes through conviction. It comes through suffering. It comes through hardships. Be made conformable even unto his death. That's our assignment. You know, and we think because we're in America, we can escape a lot of this, but it's just not true. Ezekiel fourteen thirteen, son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, do you believe that a depraved, wicked, pagan, sexually abhorrent society is grievously trespassing against the Lord? Of course it is. How about murdering 70 million babies? We can't even wait for them to get out of our womb. Do you think that is a grievous trespass? You bet it is. So then we can see that this verse that I'm about to read applies to our nation. Son of man, when the land, America, the land, sinneth against me by trespassing grievously. Here comes a promise. Let's see what the promise is. Then will I stretch out my hand upon it. I will break the staff of the bread thereof, there's famine, and I will send famine upon it, and I will cut off man and beast from that land. That's America's future right there. We're about to lose our land. God's going to cut us off from the land. Greatest nation, perhaps, outside of Judah. Greatest nation, greatest place that's ever been on the earth. And God says, because of your sin, I am going to send famine upon your land, and I'm going to cut off man, I'm going to end man's reign on it and beast from it as well. There is no escape, people of God. You've got to know the God of the Bible. You've got to know he is upset with us and he is going to judge us. So Philippians 3.10, Paul talks about knowing God. We got to know God. I just read you an opportunity, Ezekiel 14 and 13. There's an opportunity for you to know God. There is an opportunity for you to know God truthfully, not as some false prophets or some false teachers are telling how you should know them, but you need to know God truthfully. We, we qualify, we fill every condition there. We have sinned against the land. We have sinned against the Lord grievously. We have trespassed grievously, and God has a promise. We don't get this promise. We, it doesn't promise health or wealth or financial blessing or peace or a pretty wife or a handsome husband or a big house. It doesn't promise any of those, so it doesn't get read in our churches. It promises famine. It promises an end of man in that particular land. This is serious business, guys. You've got to know God. And the more you allow God to bring suffering into your life, to make you like Christ, The more you will know God, the more you will understand. And the Bible says, they that seek the Lord understand all things. You've got to understand where we're going through these false teachers. You've got to understand where we're heading because of our sin, because our lack of repentance as a nation. We're in big trouble. Paul talks about, I want to know him. Pick your adjective, right? The adjective, I was reading some comments by the commentators, MacArthur, Tozer, Spurgeon, great people, Edie, Meyer, and Piper. They attempt to explain this about Paul knowing God, to attempt to explain it, putting it into words. But what Paul wrote, that I may know him, that's not something that is said, that's explained by words. 
You know, this is Paul. This is heart language. This is pure Paul. It's raw. It's naked. It's heart speak. Paul wished to know Christ, and he wished to know two things about him. He wanted the resurrection power that enabled Christ to be raised from the dead by the God that he is. That's wild. I got to chew on that. Yes, God the Father raised God the Son. Then he also wanted to know the suffering that brought Christ to that place. Yes, basically, Paul is saying, I wish to die with Christ, and I wish to die like Christ. Then I wish to be raised like Christ so that I can live like Christ, so that I can suffer like Christ. Paul knew there could be no power of the resurrection without first his death. And he also knew that there could be no death without first suffering. Paul got it. If I'm to be like Christ, I must experience Christ every way. We aren't there yet, saints. It's obvious. As a church body, we here in America, we fall far short. But God doesn't ask us to do it all by ourselves, and we're going to touch on that next week when we come back. We're going to show you that if you really, really, really want to know God like Paul did, you're going to have to go through the suffering. But don't worry. He'll go through it with you. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.